Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? I tell you the solemn truth. The rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Do not let your hearts be distressed. You believe in God. Believe also in me. There are many dwelling places in my father's house. Otherwise, I would have told you because I am going away to make ready a place for you. And if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me so that where I am, you may be too. And you know the way where I am going. John thirteen thirty six through verse 4 of chapter 14. Over the last few years, my family has started to take up camping in the summers. I've learned that camping is a fuzzy term. Some people think that camping means driving an RV that's more expensive than their house, complete with every amenity, air conditioning, and satellite TV. That's what my parents do. Other people put a sleeping bag in a backpack and walk into the mountains for a week. And that's what my brother does. My family, my immediate family, goes down the middle on this one. We don't have an RV, but we do pack our van pretty full of stuff. We have a tent, cots, a Coleman stove, a flashlight for all seven of us, camping mugs, fire starter cubes, sleeping bags, hammocks. We've built quite a collection of stuff. I have several Rubbermaid totes full of camping supplies in the garage. And the kids love it. There's something about falling asleep to the sounds of nature and then waking up when the sun brightens your tent that soothes and calms the brain. With five kids, there's a lot of noise, but the outdoors seems to quiet them. So we keep camping. Each year we get a little braver. Two years ago, we camped at the state park that was 10 minutes from our house. That way we could get something if we forgot it, or we could run home and sleep if we couldn't stand it. But last year, we went three hours south for three or four nights in the Shawnee National Forest. The campsite was pretty minimal. There were only pit toilets and a hand water pump, but we did great. This year, we're going crazy. We have a two-week trip planned to see some national parks out west. I've never spent two weeks in a tent, and we will see if we survive. The fact is that while I claim to enjoy tent camping, it's not as good as a real house. Sure, I like being outside. Yes, I enjoy the stars. Yes, it's fun getting away from the rush and the stress. But at home, I have a real mattress. At home, I have a shower with hot water. At home, I have all my clothes neatly lined up in a dresser instead of stuffed into a backpack somewhere. At home, I have a toilet that actually flushes and it's fly-free. At home, I have a dishwasher, a refrigerator that makes ice, and a microwave, lights that turn on with a switch anytime I want them to. The reason that I can do tent camping is because I know that it is temporary. It won't last forever. I can tolerate a goofy air mattress, loud raccoons, and a sleeping bag because I know it's only going to last a few nights or maybe a couple weeks. In the end of John 13 and the beginning of John 14, Jesus is telling his disciples that he's leaving. He's going away, and they won't be able to follow him. Jesus is talking about his death, but his disciples think he's talking about another physical location. They get upset, declaring that they would follow him anywhere, even death. We as the audience get to snicker at this, since we know that's exactly what Jesus is going to do. Jesus tells Peter, you think you're all brave and ready to follow anywhere, but before tomorrow comes, 
you will have denied that you even know me. And then Jesus tells them to calm down. He says, do not let your hearts be distressed. Why? What keeps their hearts from being distressed? I am going away to make ready a place for you. And if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me so that where I am, you may be too. I find it fascinating that he gives this information to his disciples right after telling them that he's leaving and that they're going to fail. The whole situation is a mess, but they're not supposed to get freaked out or worried. Their hearts are to remain calm. Why? Because Jesus is going away to get another place ready for them. The disciples are tent camping right now. The whole thing is uncomfortable. They're out of their element. They perform pretty poorly most of the time, but Jesus is preparing a real house for them. It's this promise that makes us excited for Easter. Easter is the promise that Jesus figured out a way to beat death. That means that death isn't the final destination for us either. Instead, we get to swap out the grave for an eternal existence with him. An existence that will make this earth feel like tent camping. Let's pray. Dear Father, I believe your promise. I'm excited for your home that you are creating for me. I look forward to a life that doesn't have the struggle, the pain, and the bumps that this one does. I ask for the strength to keep my heart from getting distressed. Help me as I battle worry. I cling to this promise, the promise of a life with you, because I know it's more powerful than my worry and fear. A couple questions for you as we close today. First, just ponder the idea of a house built by Jesus for you, a perfect existence What gets you the most excited? Which struggles that you face now cause the most anxiety and distress in you? And how does the promise from Jesus in this passage in John impact your anxiety level? Thanks for praying with me. We'll see you next time.